Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuning into Stacking Pennies. The week is upon us. The Daytona 500 this weekend. All things Daytona Beach are going to be broken down right here by yours truly and the crew, and also joined by Kyle Larson. The 2021 Cup Series champ spends a lot of time with us. Great sit-down interview. Some great stories are told there. So let's get right into it. This is Stacking Pennies. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're just out here stacking pennies. Hello, friends. I'm Corley Joy. This is Stacking Pennies. I'm joined by my usual band of characters to my right and facing Mr. Chuck Bush. Hello. How are you? Doing great. Looking good today. Thank you. As you are. Thank you. To my left, front tire changer, Ryan Blaney's Ford Mustang, Mr. Ryan Flores. Happy to be here. Wearing some god-awful wrestling belt. What the hell is that? Don't make, you're just mad because you ain't got a belt. Yeah. It's a, we had a, we had a, it's, it's a wrestling belt. What are you supposed to do with this? It says 2023 pit comp champions, team Penske front changer. Yeah. So pretty self-explanatory. We had a pit competition. My team won it. So I got this belt. So now I'm just wearing it everywhere I go. I don't blame you. Wouldn't you? No. Well, you should. I probably should. We'll (laughs) break that down to belts and woes. Where you got the belt from. Also, last but not least, but you are the least, uh, Mr. John Mayer. Thank you. You're welcome. How's it's, it going? It's good. I don't have a belt that looks like it came from Menards, though. So It'll come from a what? Menards. What's wrong with that? Just saying. Don't wear a shop for belts. That's fine. This guy's throwing all the shade this he morning. He is throwing shade. It, this week, I uh, I always relate it to like the week of Christmas. Because you know Santa's coming. You know the day's coming. You don't know what he's going to bring you. You don't know what kind of present you're going to get. Could get coal. Could get a sweet RC car. Who knows? But this is the week he's coming, which is the Daytona 500. If you're a race car driver, this is what you dream about. It's the big one. Super pumped up, running the truck race as well. We got a lot of stuff to break down going to Daytona, Chuck. What do you think you want to hit first? I mean. We got some go or go homers. The strength of the field is strong. I think the truck race, dude. Let's talk about that for a minute. You just announced it? Just announced it? The first thing you're going to race. Driving a Chevy Silverado down there? How excited are you sports? about that? I'm excited. It's a brand new truck. Bono and the guys are building up there in uh, up there in Troutman. It looks really good. Excited to see what kind of speed it's got. And it'll also be like the first time I've driven a Speedway car that's like of the comparable speed as everybody else. That you've driven for Bono one time. In a modified ever, last and year. And you won it. Yeah. So we're going to try to keep a record two for two. Keep it 100. I'm excited about that. Also racing against a couple of buddies. Clyde Elliott. He's strapping up next to, the, uh, next to us. For Bill McAnally in the truck series, as well as Travis Pastrana. My man's getting some laps in in Florida. He's running dirt modified down won, there. Won a, won a race of Volusia. I wonder why all of a sudden he's just like wanting to go race again. I mean, if you're going to go to Florida, you might as well go. That's true. There's a bunch of racing you can do. That guy's such a dude. He's awesome. Oh, my God. I hope what, he makes it right What's the, the chance? Me too. I think they're going to have that thing primed out to qualify in on speed. I'm sure he's like a... He's a worker too, so like you know, he's putting the work, and he's not just showing up like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna hold her wide. Yeah, no, he definitely plays that, but I'm sure he spent hours in the simulator and and all that. And, and those guys, the uh, the Toyotas qualified well. I could see that thing be set on kill to try to qualify in the in the show because that isn't that how it works. I don't top I don't, two get locked in. 
Correct. And that leaves two more spots open. That's it? You mentioned something. And someone asked me this earlier this week. You mentioned the simulator for qualifying. How much time will Legacy and 23XI with Pastrana and Legacy with Jimmy dedicate to qualifying on the simulator, if any? They'll definitely run it, for sure. Um, Because Jimmy's never shifted with a sequential shifter. He's shifted with paddle shifters. How important is it to get through the gears? Yeah. Is it like because I was always so there's that's the big thing right everybody's like oh man the launch is so important you got to hit your revs you got to hit your shift points perfect and Sparks after we qualified like 35th a couple years ago he was like oh yeah you missed the RPM by like you know 45 RPMs and I was like you think it matters that much and I happened to see Alex Bowman who's going for his sixth straight front row start in the 500 I'm like Alex how like you're obviously pretty good at this even though takes literally zero de- driving talent not like one percent like zero what like what is there special about the launch or do you hit your shift points perfectly he said last year i missed the third to fourth shift went to neutral for like three seconds and still qualified on the pole by two tenths really yeah so i'm like okay it really and truly is about how trimmed out your car is and how much how many horses are hooked up to the front of that thing make her go through the wind is there any advantage to like you're up to speed lap running closer to the fence or I saw I preface this by saying I saw um Tyler Reddick when they had that clip of give Travis Pastrana you know advice yeah. and he was like just don't hit the fence on your up to speed lap sometimes I get too close it is easy to do yeah. because the it's also super windy there and if you try to enter too high like it'll just kind of suck you right in because it's kind of dusty up there if it's blowing down the back stretch like the wind's blowing into turn three will it carry you in there and make the car light or not really um, not really. It kind of wanders a bit because turn three kind of starts turning and it doesn't pick up any banking yet. So you kind of just steer and this front wheel's kind of light. And then when it picks up banking, it kind of grabs. So you got to just kind of know what to do with your hands. But so the qualifying is one thing. The wind more affects how much stuff gets blown on the track more so than like you can feel it down the back stretch or the front stretch. Yeah. Crosswind is where you feel it a little bit. You won't In the feel corners. tailwind or headwind so much. Yeah. And, and it also dictates your overall lap time speed. Cause if you're, if you have a headwind down the back straightaway, which how it pretty much how it always works there, it's blowing from the ocean to the mainland and usually ends up being a headwind. Um, it, it depends how bad of a headwind you get for your lap. I mean, it's pretty important there, but after your one lap, it just racks the duels. And then you've got six guys going for four spots. We've got Chandler Smith making his Cup Series, trying to make his Cup Series debut for college. Zane Smith, Front Row Motorsports, trying to make his, not debut, his second career Cup Series race. He had one last year at Gateway. Connor Daly for the money team, driving for Floyd Mayweather, trying to make his way into the show. Austin Hill not making This is his second Cup Series attempt. He raced Michigan last year for RCR. Travis Pastrana making his Cup Series uh, attempt, as well as um, some guy you might... Uh, have heard of once or twice uh, a guy named Jimmy Johnson uh, back in the fold driving the legacy motor club number 84 the indie car I think guy. he kind of yeah the indie car guy he's trying to make a little crossover trying to make a name trying to earn a little respect on the NASCAR side I respect that I'm interested to see how he does wonder if he's going to be have a little success Chuck what do you think I mean I think he should the guy knows how to wheel a car I would say so won this race before yes twice twice so Jimmy it- Johansson coming back ladies and gentlemen Excited um, to see him out there. Money team and Beard, are they RCR teams? It will be RCR Alliance. I don't think Floyd might 
Money Mayweather's team is tightly involved as much as Austin Hills. I mean, that Austin's car will be up there at RCR getting the A-tune motor and so three, uh, Hawkeye and all that stuff. Three of those cars are RCR Alliance. Is, is Legacy RCR Alliance or Hendrick? Uh, that is an RCR Alliance so of some sort. One, two, three, four of these six, six are RCR Alliance cars. Yeah. Wow. Obviously, old Jimmy Johansson's Carvana number 84 is going to be sleeked up, trying to qualify in on, on uh, speed so they don't have to worry about making it to the duels. But crazier stuff has happened. You never know. But it's going to be exciting. I do know that. Super pumped up uh, to get down to Florida. Uh, qualify Wednesday night. We're dueling Thursday. 7 p.m. is the first one. 8.45 is the second one. And then we'll know what the grid looks like for the 65th Daytona 500. This will be my seventh one, Chuck. Seven? Yeah. Lucky number seven for the seven. Huge damn right. Hey. Ooh. Who knows? Big seven guy. Big seven guy here. I just love going down there. It's the best. It really is. I love it. Yeah, loading up the car and driving down there with the kids. Like, there's something to, like, you're driving the bus down with the kids. But even, I, I kind of learned this from the Wood Brothers because they still load up and drive. Something about the first one. There's just something about loading up and driving to Daytona. Uh, that just gets the year kicked off right. So it's going to cost me a little bit of money, though, because my wife conned me into going to Disney for a day. And, you know, that's a freaking $1,000 day. Well, we can see who really goes down there for work and who goes down there for play. Yeah. Well, you got a lot of work on Wednesday night. Unload and qualify that thing. Yeah, one one heater, which is uh, interesting that the biggest race of the year, not even one lap of practice. Do you think we practiced too much down there, though, in the past? Maybe they're just compensating. They might have overcompensated because last year with no notes on the next-gen car, our simulation not really tuned in We with no notes in terms of what makes a next-gen car go on the track. It took us legitimately 45 minutes to make our car get down pit road. Like well, and, and whatever shock builds we had. New parts. New parts. Rack, we, the rack, rack was broken. Had a, a T-bar in the rack break. So it legitimately took us all of first practice to make one lap let alone find your heights and do all this stuff and figure out how it drives. So you're going to see some guys have some trouble in qualifying, I believe, just from something simple that they'll figure out after five minutes, have trouble in qualifying. I think it's going to be going to be a new aspect of it. Will you go take your car and like drive around the parking lot? Uh, I heard a story about a big team doing that, and they ripped the nose off of it. Um, I mean, every team kind of does it. We we didn't. You don't, uh, Do you chassis dyno? Yes. My car goes to Hendrick and goes through the gears a couple of times, make sure the all stuff work and no leaks. Um, but there's really not a place you can just like go. Like I, I heard Denny talking about trying to get Travis behind the wheel of one and just to figure out the the gas clutch combination of what how to get it rolling. Uh, obviously, super familiar with the sequential shifter, but he's never driven a next gen car before. So, like, how much trouble would they be in if they went to say they went to like Z Max? Is that legal? I don't to know. To go test there? I don't or, think or so. like say that they took them to Caraway. That's and that's a no no. That's a no no. I I'm sure that you can get a waiver of some sort to be like, hey man, we just want to like put T P in this thing. Because having tires is a big thing too. You just right? can't, like, no, I, you I just, just don't, don't know. Them. I I guess I don't fully I mean I, it's not my job to fully understand that, but I just don't fully understand like what it tests. Because you could pull your car out and drive right over to Charlotte and if you know the Ford guys had the Mustangs out there running a road course, you can mm -hmm. go rip a lap or two. Yeah, uh, but not the case. Uh, we're going to make sure all the checklist is dialed in, and we just unload it, roll it through tech, and put that Celsius Chevy in the wind. 
I just hope, I don't think we've qualified better than like 33rd in all seven years. So we want to do a little better than that because it's never, never fun to qualify that slow, even though you have a chance to race your way, not race your way in, but just better your starting position. Also, as I've been fairly vocal in the past, our 500 intention isn't to go try to bust our way to the front early. It's to try to feel the race out and try to put ourselves in a position at the end because the 500 pays about 5x more than all the other ones. So for our small team, it's good to start off on a good financial note, which sometimes doesn't allow you to pull the reins off and get up in the mix. So we will see how that goes. I'm excited for your truck race. So Me too. Can, I, trucks at Daytona, trucks at Daytona is always a great show. Yeah. I'm is there, is there ever a bad show at Daytona? No, but I'm just like, there's something about the trucks and the arrow with the trucks at Daytona that just makes them fun to watch. And it's the first race of the year. Yeah. yeah. It's like the first, I mean, I know we had the clash, but like at Daytona, it's the first points pan race of the year. Like, all right, we're yeah. going. But you, the last time you ran a truck was at Bristol? Black's tire? Yep. Yep. And you were on the top 10. Hell yeah. I think Maybe. it was a load. It wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't a great truck, but you did a good job with it. So yeah, I'm like gen. I'm, you know what? We're going for S- win. Sue me for being genuinely. Well, I appreciate excited that. for my buddy. I'm excited I, you know what? too. Instead of staying there, I'm going to f- New Smyrna to watch the modifieds. Have and fun. You have fun. I will take pictures without you. <laughs> That's it. I'll come back for victory lane though if you win. I'll be mm. like, I'm coming back. Uh, also, breaking news: Chuck, complete sellout. I thought they announced that like three weeks ago. Sold out the grandstands. This is you can't get a ticket. Can't, can't get, get one if you want one. Everything's out. Can't Sorry get into the trucks. infield. Uh, or just for cup. No, just for, cup. Just cup, okay. It's a big deal. How many places, How many seats that thing hold? I don't know. A lot. A lot? You can't even get in the infield or anywhere. The UNHO fan zone is sold out. Wow. Like, That's awesome. Can't even get a hot dog if you're passing by. Dude, there's Sorry. so many people in there when you come I love through it. the tunnel. Oh, I love it's the it. best. 105, 105. 1,500? Is that just and that's just outside. Wow. Yeah. There's going to be a quarter milli at Daytona. That's Permanent insane. seats. That's the seating. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's going to be a quarter million people this weekend, Chuck. Love that. Fire yeah. me up. Who's who's going to win? Hmm? I think Kyle Busch going to win it. Think so? I mean, you said RC's got, what, eight affiliated cars? Six? Yeah, she's got a, lot, got a lot of help. So. A lot of help. I think Kyle's going to do it. Who you got, Chuck? Who did are, you, I, are you searching it? No. Who did I say? What did I say? Like, uh, Kirk's not racing. Kirk's sorry. Not I know racing. Kirk's not racing. Uh, I don't know. I hey. like Kyle. I, it's the one race that he had. Like, it's the one trophy he hasn't mm. notched off, and I think he's got something to prove. Bubba's been about this close the past Bubba's a good one two too. years. Yeah. yeah. Well, the 43 was close, and then last year he was second. He's in position with that with that 23 car all the time. It's fast, man. Him and old Freddie. <laughs> And Frederick, you don't you don't like to pick. Oh no, I'm just saying face. it's just so no, hard. F- it's so hard to pick. It's not like it's not. No, it's not. No, you it's just not. pick. I mean, you could pick, yeah, but like it just seems. It's the it's the same guys up front all the time. I mean, Kyle's a stretch. Denny's good. Joey, uh, Joey's good. Brad, Blaney's good. Brad's good when he's not turning everybody. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> if you're in front of Brad, you're. If you are Brad, you're okay. <laughs> no, if you don't want to be in front of Stenhouse, he's the one I think that. And if you get Stenhouse and the six together, just like wave them off. Buckle up. <laughs> yank who got, them it, who got it last year? Was it was it the 21? No, it's the six wrecked the, the six wrecked the 47. Oh, boy. And then the 21 flipped right upside down. First cup race. 
Welcome to the show, buddy. I saw Harrison said, I never thought of being a Super Bowl commercial for flipping. <laughs> he was in there last night. Hey, I mean, whatever it takes. What else we got? Who you got? Who you picking? Oh, who am I going to take? I'm going to take myself. Okay. But, you know, with the strategy the way it is, I wish I had a little more leash to uh, get up there and, and mix it up for the win because the strategy of what you have to go and the mindset to win is different than running eighth or ninth. Um, so we'll see. We'll play that by ear. Sparks and I will talk it out, uh, probably argue it out, and maybe the last pit stop we'll see what we can do. Problem is you got to have track position, and track position is made before the last pit stop. We'll just take it We'll take it in stride. Uh, that way we can also financially set us up to send it at all the other Speedway races after this. So we'll see. Yeah, but I'm sure if you – like your intent at Atlanta – wasn't to run up front and try to lead all day. Your car was just fast enough where you kept getting back up there. So you're like, all right, we're going to race. Yeah. If your car is that fast where you keep cycling the front of Daytona, I'm sure halfway it shifts like, hey, we got a chance at this. That is true. So. Yeah. If we got, if we got a fast car that sucks up well and people work with us, we will, we will adjust accordingly. Yeah. But I mean, the 500 pays extraordinarily more than all the other races. So. That's what the priority is. Come home with a good point, not a good point say necessarily, but a good payday is what we're trying to go down for, which doesn't make you feel warm and fuzzy. But hey, if you win the race too, it's a damn good payday. It's the best payday you can get. Yeah. So that's what we're going for. Um, I feel like a Hendrick cars do. <clears throat> they just won the last Speedway race that we've run. Yeah, but they have, I think they put a lot of focus. Uh, they obviously put a lot of focus into qualifying uh, with Alex Bowman. Qualifying on the front row. Also, first year he's going there without Greg Ives. So that might yeah. be a little thing. Greg Ives wasn't scared to really do the, you know, pull the old. <laughs> you got to pull Blake a lot Harris of Blake Harris ain't scared to do That's nothing. That's true. Blake, Blake Harris ain't scared. He might be the least scared of anybody. Yeah, he might be. I mean, there are some great stories of Blake Harris in the garage getting the old, <laughs> all the shenanigans. So uh, that is what it takes to, to make your car go fast in a circle for one time. You got to have some shenanigans. So we'll see who has the most shenanigans Wednesday night. Oh, before we move on, speaking of and shenanigans, you didn't watch the modified race. No. Dude, did you guys see the modified race from East Smyrna? Last night? Then on Saturday night? Absolute burner of a race. I mean, uh He's a big roots guy now, you know? No. He's a big roots you, guy. Your buddy, damn Ronnie Silk. Well, yeah. Won the race. Yeah, he drives. Wheels. Listen, you guys should have watched it. We didn't. Tell, but, give us cliff notes. Uh, so it was like all the heavyweights at the front of the field. Doug Kobe, uh, Ronnie Silk, Justin Bonsignor. I always say his name wrong because I'm not French. Jimmy Blewett, um, Matt Hirschman. They all like they all kind of wrecked. So a couple of them were out, and then it just became Bonsignor and uh, Silky and just crossing each other up. No tire left. Trying to figure out like how to get runs, and he would get the run in the one where he'd run in there and run silk up and then his tires were worn out silk got him back and it was clean race but it was real hard battle and, and through all that hirschman got back up to him but silk ended up winning it was really cool ben kennedy presented the 1948 trophy which was really cool it was the replica of the uh trophy that they won on the beach that's cool um so it was really cool to see you know those guys are always kind of asking like hey we need more we need more recognition we need more notoriety we got an awesome series and they're getting it now and yeah. and they're showing out Last night, the 602 crate bombers, one of the Catalanos, won by like one one-thousandth of a second. In New Smyrna? New Smyrna was awesome finish, so I'm excited to watch. And they race. If you're going out there for the 500, don't forget about New Smyrna. 
or Ocala, right? Or not Ocala, um, Volusia. Volusia. I mean, there's racing legitimately every night. You can go to a dirt track one night. You can go to New Smyrna one night. You can go to the big track another night. My favorite part about this week Florida is it's like, it's like Chili Bowl week. I can turn on Flow Racing and watch Anything. tonight, you know, all the racing from Smyrna each night of the week leading up. Even if you can't be there, fire it up on your phone. So excited to watch James and Jimmy blew it all week long down there in New Smyrna Beach. Mm. All I know is you better be tuning in at 2.30 Sunday on Fox. That's all. You can watch Flow. You can watch this guy. It all leads up to that. It all leads up to the show, ladies and gentlemen. That show is Daytona 500, 2.30 on Fox. But we got a little stuff to break down in pit road, boats, and woes, and we're going to find out what your stupid belt you're wearing came from. You call my belt stupid one more time. You'll find out about this belt. We'll find out about it right after the break. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Pit road boats and woes. What the hell are you wearing? I'm wearing my. We won the pit competition. What is so? Like, Penske has a pit. The... Penske has like a like a dress rehearsal every okay. year. A pit competition. You actually dress like, up. Like yeah, okay. full fire suit and everything. Yeah. And then um, we go off campus and do it. We used to do it at Charlotte Motor Speedway pit school. And Where was this one? Pit school. Okay. Which is like super awesome facility. I don't yeah. know. Like, is anybody in there? Yeah. Yeah, there's a kid that works at Flow Coding at um, Cody that goes to the pit school, and there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys. So like, if you're thinking about being a pit crew guy, look up the pit school in Mooresville because it's a good way to get get a start. I didn't go there, but sometimes I wish I did. My road would have been a lot easier. But yeah, so we went over there and we had a full dress rehearsal, all four teams. So the two, the twelve, the twenty-two, and we do the twenty-ones pit crew and just had good old-fashioned knockdown, knockdown, drag-out pit crew competition and. It, Ended up three teams in the finals. It was like a point accumulation, and uh, we ended up winning. Who did the drivers drive? The drivers drive. There was even like points awarded for if they stopped on their marks. So it was really cool. Mm. Yeah, it was a cool. Uh, it was a cool competition. It was a fun day. Uh, it's it's good to get the whole team. You have your whole. You know, everybody's there. It's just a dress rehearsal, like I said, road crews and everybody to get ready for the season. So yeah, to win that, get a little bit of cash and a, what was the uh, pit stop time that took. I can't. Dub. I can't be telling you that. Can't. I, I sub nine. I, I get a phone call. Was it sub nine? It was. It was pretty fast. Was it pretty fast? It was pretty fast. You were over there. See, look. You. I can't tell you these stuff. You I'm trying to compare you to my guys. You're over there at Hendrick Motorsports I'm with your to guys. Compare. My guys were flying. What? What did they do? Faster than you? No, I don't know. I'm sure. I don't know. We don't need to give out belts because we're the best. I can't give out numbers. I just tell you this. It was faster than everybody else. Fast, fast enough to win this belt right here that I'm wearing. <laughs> 
Heard that. But it's exciting. It's exciting to get to Daytona and kind of see. I think no matter what, you're all no matter how much work you put in, and Daytona is not really the place where you'll see it. Um, the race might not necessarily be won on pit road, but it definitely can be lost there, and it can be won there, like we talked about last year. It's you always feel like you put in the work, but like you're always a little bit nervous that you're behind somewhere or that you haven't. You know, no matter how hard you've worked, you're like, you never. You never underestimate your competition. Well, it's also, too, you don't get the way it's structured. You don't get a hot, essentially a hot stop until the race because you're taking fuel only in the duels. Yeah, if you're, I mean, to win it. Yeah. It seems like you're taking fuel only in the duels. That's what we've seen in the past. But, yeah, and then, you know, Daytona's, there's there's a lot of pressure. Even though it's like speedway races, there's not a lot of talk about pit road, but track position is so important and being able to keep your guy you know leading that line is is the most important thing when you come down pit road and well the most important thing is not coming back because you know if yeah. you don't get it full or you don't get something tight that's the most important thing but yeah leading that line is is really important so if you can help help with that um it'd be huge but re- another really cool thing out of pit crew land this week we saw joe gibbs they they made uh their roster announcements with some cool videos did they a lot of a lot of cool content coming out from uh, from race teams now. Yeah, you see a lot of a little bit of shaking up over there, but all their same, pretty much all their same starters, just in some different roles, move some different teams. But yeah, they did some cool uh, pit crew content. They have, I guess they have a little studio set up there now. So, do you have any idea how you compare to other teams until you get to the racetrack? Uh no, Zero. no, no. Yeah, we, it's it's pretty classified, like. I, there's guys that talk to a lot of other picker guys. What, what was your time? But I, I steer clear of that because it's just like a little bit of distraction. And I feel like with all my friends, I just want to have like, I want to talk about racing, but I want to have healthy boundaries where like, you're not the guy that digging for info. You know, loose lips sink ships, man. And, and we're all racing, you know, striving for tenths and it, there's bonuses that are attached to that being faster than the next guy. So you don't want to give, give anything out. But yeah, you don't really know how you stack up and hell there's weeks when you leave the racetrack that you don't even know how you stacked up compared to other guys until like Tuesday when Dartfish or, you know, Ford or we used to have asphalt analytics, you know, stuff like that comes out that you're like, Oh, I thought we were better than that. Or, Oh, I thought we were worse than that. that. Those are the good weeks where you're like, Oh, I thought we really suck. We were third. The bad ones are really like, yeah, we thought we killed it. And you were like ninth. You're like, Ooh, mm. well, the rubber hits the road this weekend, buddy. Yeah. You guys ready? Sense. Obviously you got belt. You gonna wear the belt to Daytona. Be no, I think this is the only place I'm going to wear the belt because I got freaking Merriman gave me a second place trophy, so I got to flaunt it. This is and this is the only thing I won this this winter. You going to keep it back there as a backdrop? I might, sure. yeah, because the kids at the house just keep smashing it around. Yeah, so going to keep her around. Who's your pick, Merriman? Be Four. the fastest picker on pit road this year. I'm going to go with the three. Big Paul Swan guy. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> got my Get tickets. Your tickets. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Chuck? It's, yeah, let's do our preseason fastest Ooh, pick for the preseason award. Fast. <sighs> Who take else take the one, Charles. That's I was going track house, and I was leaning towards towards the one. Oh, you guys are really going out on a limb. I know, there. I know. Well, I mean, I haven't seen any. Uh, you know, we had the clash. There was no pits at the clash, so I don't have anything to really base it off of other than what you've told me during boats and woes. So, you know, I, I could say the twelve because you know you guys look oh. fast and you got a belt out of it. But oh, if only for that front changer. Not not the move, Chuck. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be a lock pick. Yeah, um, take the one. 
You going with the one? Yeah. See, I think the teams that are going to be in contention for best pit crews also have fast race cars where they're not adjusting on it. You're not doing a lot of rear window adjustments. You're not uh, spending a lot of time messing around with uh, pulling fenders or whatever that is. For straight for tire stop. I, th- I think Denny's going to run good this year. I think that 11 team's going to be solid. Ooh. Yeah, they got two young changers on that thing. So that'll be, I is think. Is Jackson on that one? No, Jackson's on the 20. They got Rossini, who was a, he was actually an IndyCar tire changer at Penske. And then, yeah, they got a young guy changing rear tires. That they, They've been in the sport. They, they're good. Uh, they're just younger. And they got uh, 19 Jackman and Dylan Dow, 19 Carrier from last year, who's an absolute stud. So. Yeah, they're going to be a really good team, but I'm I'm gonna like from everything I've seen this off season, and I've heard, I would it'd be hard to go against the 12 car. I heard they're pretty freaking awesome. And you heard it here first. Yeah, right here on Pit Road Boats and Woes from the expert himself. <laughs> unbiased opinion. Unbiased, totally. If I'm just being totally unbiased, I'd say the 12 car is going to win every race. Well, we're going to talk to somebody who's going to have a little say in that. Kyle Larson waiting in the wings. He's about to join us for an awesome interview right after this. You do not want to miss it. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right, guys, big, big, big guest on the show, 2021 Cup Series champion. I bet if we had to count, you've probably been on the show as much as anybody. So thanks for coming like, back. I, I've never been in studio, but I feel like we've done a lot of these, like not even that long ago, I feel like. But thanks for welcoming me back. It's always fun. Well, I'm glad to have you in studio. Um, I don't know if you remember this or not, but you won like 10 times a couple years ago. So we were talking to the winners <laughs> and you just won every single race. Okay. We but couldn't we have are. Cliff on. He talks too much. Yeah. So no, yeah. Stop. You don't have enough time for, for Cliff. And, peop, and people want to hear from you. So here you are going into the Daytona 500. What is what Kyle Larson's offseason look like? Uh, our offseason has been uh, different than any other year. Um, we got a place in Arizona. So we've been out in Arizona since we closed on it the week of the championship race there and then been out there ever since. Um, had a baby. Owen's been playing flag football out there. Kids have just been doing lots of stuff. Owen's been wrestling a little bit. They've been going ice skating. So it's been fun. It's been it's been different. I didn't race much at all. I ran turkey night after Thanksgiving, and then I ran six nights in the late model in New Mexico. So typically I run like 20 races between here, New Zealand, Australia. So less track time, but still still stayed busy. You got a dub a couple weeks ago, right? Last week. Uh, yeah, yeah, at uh, Brunswick, at yeah. Golden House. That was, that was a fun race. Um, thought it was a lot of fun. Had a few really close races where I ended up second. So 
going to Golden Isle, it was, it was a good race and I was not, <laughs> I was not going to, uh, I didn't want to finish second again. So we, we aired it out the last few laps and it was able to sneak by for the win. That's sweet. What's different about late model guys versus sprint car guys? Honestly, I wouldn't say much like between the, the people, there's the, the culture, like kind of the flow of the night is just the thing that's way different competition to me and all everything that i race you know midget sprint cars late models cup series whatever like it's all similar competition everybody's tough um all of that but like the flow of the night for a late model race compared to a sprint car race is way different like we were talking about before you know sprint cars don't have starters so like that in itself makes the nights a lot longer but sprint cars too or late models everybody has the toter homes so like nobody's in a rush to leave yeah everybody just kind of like checker flag waves and yeah everybody just kind of relaxes and cooks out or, or hangs out drinks and whatnot like sprint cars as soon as the checker flag it's like a cup race like everybody's like in a hurry to leave like load up as quick as you can uh gotta you know it's a race to the car race wash, the car wash yeah. <laughs> so that would be to me the difference but the competition and all that is it's it's fun because it's it's all tough is there one that helps that you think translates to the cup car better or not that helps you out more i i don't know i think they all have their differences and i think they all in turn help each other um i would say a sprint car to me is more helpful um for like you know the majority of our races are mile and a half so i i think you know racing a mile and a half is like racing a half mile for a wing sprint car and the dirty air up until the next gen car the dirty air stuff was pretty similar like you know with a wing you always had to like peek out left and um it's a little bit less of that now in the cup car but understanding dirty air in a wing sprint car i felt like helped and then two in all of it, well, late models and sprint cars, it's double file restarts too. So like it teaches you ultra aggression, you know, for 30 lap to 50 lap races. So I think that part helps a lot. Well, you see it when you go run one of those midgets or sprint car, the level of your, uh, of aggression on restarts in particular, cause that's when you got to make the hay. Mm -hmm. And that's something even, you know, where I run in a cup series race, when I went to do that modified race, I was like, are these guys not going on restarts or like, that's just what the pace you yeah. get going. It's like, you gotta, you gotta make some hay. So there was an interesting documentary come out on flow race and followed you around all year. Give the, give the fans uh, some knowledge of where to tune into that. Yeah. So flow they're they're a great supporter of mine throughout all my grassroots racing. And, um, last year, yeah, there's the midget sweet um, midget flow racing last year. They followed me around at a lot of the bigger events and not only did they follow me around, but like at those events, they followed other guys um, as well. Uh, so like Chili Bowl, which the first episode premiered, I don't know, a month or so ago. And uh, they followed Justin Grant and myself at the Chili Bowl, uh, which Justin, which I don't know Justin Grant that well. But watching that documentary, like it turned me into a big fan of his because his passion is just unreal. And he's so hands on with everything he does with the car. So like fans get a good perspective of that. I feel like I'm kind of boring on there, but uh, no, but then we did chili bowl. I think they followed me and Tyler Courtney at Kings Royal. I don't know. They went to five or six races. They maybe went to Volusia as well. They picked a bad year to follow me. Cause I don't think I won at any of those races. So uh, where if they would have followed me there before it had been, it had been a lot of winning, but um, what do you think was different last year? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I still, I won a decent amount. I ran second a lot, so I, I got close. I think I had like 20 wins and almost another 20 seconds um, out of 100 races. So, I mean, almost 50% in the top two, but I won a lot less. Nobody so. wants to hear that. Yeah. Everybody's so, like, what the hell is wrong? Dude? I know. You're like, wait, I, I about had it one, but he just yeah. got me back. Yeah, yeah, no. But like, so in sprint cars, like I ran 
second to Brent Marks a lot. Like Brent Marks kind of dominated the year last year. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Davenport dominated the year in late models. So, um, yeah, I ran like second and third a lot. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I still felt good, but just didn't uh, just didn't have like the extra little bit compared to the field like I did the year before. When you get back and like you come like the cup shop and people are like, "What happened?" You're like, "Well, they're." hard to win dude yeah. like it's i know yeah, don't, yeah i know don't it maybe, maybe looked easy for the first the previous two years but this it's not easy at all um yeah. so yeah and then like as the field gets closer then like you try harder and then you make more mistakes like i made a lot more mistakes last year i feel like behind the wheel which cost me better finishes and probably some wins along the way now do you think that translated to the cup side a bit too winning nine races plus the all-star race in the championship turn around going to two wins what was the difference? Three, three, three. I'm sorry. Three yeah. wins. I didn't do my homework. No, you're good. You're good. Um, what was the difference? I think in 21, Hendrick stuff was like superior to everybody. And that makes your job a lot easier. You know, you're, you're up front, you're restarting on the front row or front couple rows and you can just like manage the race way easier. Um, pit crew was on, like everybody was just really confident um and then the next gen stuff i think the field was just there was way more parity so like the field was a, a lot tighter and um hendrick was still really good i think we were you know probably a top two team um throughout the year but uh it was just tighter so like yes i you, you try harder whether it be on pit road or on the racetrack and then like just little mistakes it seems like the next gen stuff is like magnified for whatever reason so um it was just a tough year for everybody i feel like like nobody really Got on a roll. Got on a roll. I mean, Chase there for a little bit in the summer, but um, everybody was like up and down. So it was just weird and um, kind of had to catch your momentum, momentum at the right time, which you know Joey did. I feel like you know the last month and a half of the playoffs, like he showed up. So um, yeah, it was a fun season because it was a challenge. But it makes you now that you have a year under your belt, you can kind of see where the style of racing is different and try to adjust and, and hopefully do a good job you know, this year. Last year felt like 10 years. I felt like every year yeah, yeah. I've been in the sport, it's been getting quicker, but last year felt like 10. <laughs> but do you think there's anything to this saying, and a lot of people say it, that the year after you win a championship is one of your hardest years? Like, did you feel any of those pains last year? Mm, I don't know. No, I mean, stats-wise was down compared to other years for me, but um, it's like I said, it still was a good year. I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe like your mindset – like the at times maybe you're like oh I've already won a cup championship like what like you maybe you don't push quite as hard to like continue to get better like you get lazy a little bit at different times of the year but um that would be the only thing that I would think would be different um is just that like you've reached your goal so it's hard to like continue to push but then you have a year where you don't win again it's like all right I want to get back to yeah. <laughs> back to that so then you work hard again how much do you look at like stats you just mentioned offhand like Joey when he was on, I just found it interesting. He said he's always looking at the all-time wins list. Yeah. Like, he's, like, infatuated by it. He wants to keep going up. Is that something you even give a shit about? Um. Yeah, I would say I do. Um, Where are you right now? As far as total wins? Or just on the list? You oh, know? I have no idea. On, I, I know that, like, I'm probably never going to get to the top. So, I guess that's why I don't look at that. Like, um. Obviously, I want to get as high up as I can, but I think what I more look at is like the year-to-year -year stats, like wins, obviously, but not only wins, but top fives and top tens and laps led and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, like I'll be, I mean, I'll, I'll look at 
everybody's stats, like to compare myself to, to them and where they're at either in that season or if they had a good year, um, what was their good year, what did that look like, stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I look at, what is it, racing reference? I yeah. look at that yeah. quite a bit. Me too. I got that pulled up in my recent history a yeah. lot. Is I there don't... someone that you look at that, like, if you pass them, you feel like you're career can be would be complete like a tony or jeff or um is there someone that you have circled on there or just no because i don't even like i don't know where they're at like yeah. i know jimmy's what in the 80s Four. or something and um jeff is a little bit less than that like that i'm only i don't even know if i'm at 20 yet jeff's so 90, jeff's 90 something okay so i'm only like not even 20 so i i, I think <laughs> i would love win, to i know i mean you win nine off, or ten a year like that yeah you clip off those like a few of those but you're still only halfway there. So <laughs> yeah. I know it's a long yeah. ways out. I, I didn't win enough early on in my career. So I think this is my ninth season. So, I mean, wow. it'd be, I mean, how many wins did Jimmy have in nine years? Bro, he was on a tear. All right. So like, I know it'd be hard to get to that. Now, is there, we're leaning into the 75th anniversary pretty hard this year, whether in the show or in the marketing of the sport. So in the 75 years, if you had to pick one guy that you want to emulate or try to grow up to be, who was that guy? Um, I mean, growing up, I was a huge Jeff Gordon fan, huge Tony Stewart fan. I would say I'm more similar to Tony just in that I, I still race a lot of dirt stuff. So I guess, you know, emulate him some. And, and that's why, you know, I, when I build out a schedule, I'm like, what would Tony do in his prime? <laughs> like he would have wanted to race full season and cup and go race all the dirt stuff that he, that he does. And, and not only dirt, but other types of cars. So yeah, I feel like I try to be like what he was in his prime, and I think that's helped grow his fan base a lot, and I feel like it's it's trended that way for me as well. But, um, yeah, I was always a fan of the Dirt guys. And, um, you know, Jeff, though, like, I feel like my personality is too more similar to Tony's than it is Jeff. Like, Jeff's more, like, proper and businessy and, and all that. Where like dude, Tony's you're just, way closer to Jeff yeah. than you are Tony. Me? Tony's crazy, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm... <laughs> you're yeah, way tamer like, than him. I don't know. He, Tony's more of a dirt guy <laughs> yeah. than Jeff is, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Tony just kept racing dirt like you did. Yeah. You know, Jeff was... Dude, when you look back at Jeff, he's pretty freaking good in midgets and yeah. all that stuff. But, but he, he did just, what he had to do, and then, and then when on. he moved on, he was he had moved on. Like, he, he, he didn't he didn't have to go back. Yeah. Not that, like, we had... Tony or I did either, but um, I feel like it was important for, for our mindsets, really, to, to keep having fun doing that stuff. One thing you're gonna do that's like Tony is Indy 500. Yeah. How you feel about segue. that? Great segue. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was smooth. It was. Uh, He's a professional <laughs> podcaster, know, right? man. Yeah. No, I'm I'm pumped about that. Um, and honestly, like I'm happy that it's gonna be next year, not this year, because, man, like May's not that far away, and I would feel not prepared come 500 time had I was do it, done it this year. So, yeah, I'll get to uh, do as much studying as I can this year, and and. Are you I'm gonna sh- go, are you gonna go up? There? I'm sure I don't have anything planned yet, but yes, I'm sure I'll go there for some practice days and just kind of sit in and see how I would hope like their debriefs and all that work and you know meet the drivers and stuff. I I've I grew up around Alexander Rossi, so I know him. But um, I met Felix Rosenquist a couple weeks ago. He was at the Chevy Simulator. Um, I saw uh, Alexander Rossi. He was in the simulator the other day too. They were doing what's the first one? Long Beach. They were doing yeah that. maybe. Yeah, I think so. Alex was there the first day, and then Felix came the next day. Okay. So I hung out and watched him run a few laps and stuff. But yeah, just go go hang out and just try and soak in as much as I can. I'm sure I get my rookie orientation at some point this year, and you know, hopefully another test at some point. But yeah, I just want to I want to like not just race it. I want to like feel like I can have a good run and and what do you maybe what, win? What do you consider 
successful weekend? I don't know. I mean, a top 10 would be great. Yeah. I think Kurt kind of sets the bar at sixth or whatever. So. Under Underrated, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, I would love to, to beat that. But, I mean, ultimately, yeah, you want to win. Yeah. I remember watching Clawson yeah. get introduced there and how cool that was. Did yeah. you ever, like, is that kind of when your interest peaked? Because you were pretty big buddies with him, like, yeah. talking to him about it. I would say that's probably around when it peaked, for sure. Um, I'd always had the thought of wanting to do it. Um and then, like, when you have somebody close to you that's running it and you can, like, really talk to them about it um, was, was neat. And, and uh, I always remember him saying, like, man, like, driving the car is, is super easy. But, like, when you get racing and in the traffic, like, that's when it gets a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I, I look forward to it. And I'm sure the cars have changed a ton since then. So it could be a totally different style. But uh, McLaren's got your best of the best stuff. And I'm sure they'll continue to get better you know, a year down the road. So I, I, I know I'm with a great team and, and will have a shot to, to hopefully win. What's the, <clears throat> the timeline on preparation look like? Do they have like, okay, you're going to start running some simulation laps here? I haven't heard anything yet. Um, Zach Brown, he was in LA, uh, for the call scene or for the clash. And, um, yeah, no dates are set. I think you mentioned later in the fall, maybe I could do my rookie orientation, I think. Um, and then there's this, there's like anything, there's rules with the amount of testing you can do. So I don't think I can do much more testing beyond that. Anyways, maybe one other test. And honestly, I would love to do like a road course test because I feel like you're going slower. You can kind of like I have no idea, but I would imagine you could like spin and not crash and like, okay, there's, there's a limit of something. And so, yeah, I want, I kind of want to do a road course test. Yeah. I feel like that would benefit me more than, than an oval, like an oval. I feel like you're just confident until you, until you bust blast your ass. the wall at 220. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. <laughs> you spin out there, you ain't missing. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. too fast. Yeah, you, don't get, you don't get a redo at Texas. No, you know, no. Are, is there anything you're nervous about? No. I mean, the thing that I, Cause I've done like the Rolex 24 hour and like being in, in those cockpits, like all the dials and switches and weight jackers and this and that, like, that's what I'm more like, God, I don't want to mess that up because like I have a hard enough time when Cliff tells me to turn on a brake fan, <laughs> like, you know, hearing that and then actually yeah. doing it. So yeah. when they're telling me to do mapping or whatever to this and mess with this and that, like before the Rolex, they would email you like a two page email of like instruction manual. instruction manual like with pictures and graphs and this and that and like you'd have to memorize it oh man so i'm uh well, i remember how overwhelmed good. i was with that so when i mean you won yeah but yes no i mean i know I'll like it'll be fine once i do it but i remember back then like that's the racing all that was fine it was just like okay you gotta memorize this did you not work your <laughs> shock like adjusters work. in the chili bowl car Cause like, uh, I remember that was like a big thing. Kevin Swindell always did. So I don't, I don't know anything about shocks. So we didn't even run shock adjusters. Dude, dude, I got, <laughs> just drive it, dude. Yeah. Midget I run, there's like a wedge adjuster and yeah. I'm, they're like, yeah, just turn that. And I'm the minute I touch it, I'm lost on where yeah. it is. I'm like, I don't know which way I yeah. went. I don't know where I'm at. I was probably the only, the only midget in the building, especially for sure in the A-Main that didn't have any shock adjusters <laughs> the two years I won. <laughs> so ship? yeah, no, yeah, I don't, uh. This is you guys know, I don't know nothing about a car. Well, you know how to drive the damn thing, I can tell <laughs> you that. Now, this is completely unre unrelated, but was there any, like, there was room, like, very hint, murmurs about, like, some F1 potential tests oh, or no. anything? Nothing? No, no, no. No, never, never. I went to, I went to Abu Dhabi at the end of 2021 and was just going as a fan, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to test, but no, I didn't, I've never talked to a team. I've never met any teams, nothing like that. I would love to though. It'd be, that'd be, be cool. I just swap. think I'm, that'd be sweet. Yeah. But like, 
even with that though, I don't want to just do a seat swap. Like I think yeah. that's cool and all, but like I want to actually like hammer. Go wrong. Yeah, like I want to go do a legit test. I want to. I would love to do a, a race. I mean, I know that's impossible. I'm 30 and I'm American, so <laughs> the it's odds are against you. But the uh, last one they did with Tony and Lewis at Watkins Glen, I was on the team and it was more like a commercial. Yeah, like I don't want. Or six I don't want it to be like a PR stunt. Like yeah. I think the way Jimmy kind of did it was a little bit better. But uh, even that, you know, I want to, I want to be like in a current car and, and yeah, I don't know, like do it, do it real. Like not just do a fake PR do you, stunt. Do you have some, like once the NASCAR stuff's done, once <clears throat> five years, 10 years, whatever, are there bucket list cars and events you want to do? Mm, I don't know. I mean, who knows how long I'll be in cup, but I, I, I've always said I want to spend a year on the outlaw tour and go chase a championship. I would love to be able to win outlaw championship and whatever, you know, say I won an outlaw championship, I would love to go try and win a dirt late model championship and whatever the premier series is at that time. So, yeah, I would, I, I mean, nobody's ever done that. So I would want to do that. As far as other races and stuff, who knows? I, I think later on down the road, I mean, doing Lamar or even doing the Rolex 24 hour again or, or other fun events that you see guys who are now retired uh, or, or partially retired go do I think that would be kind of fun but um it's kind of so far out I haven't yet thought about that sort of thing but like the world outlaw stuff that's for sure something I would do someday you know it's not far out the Daytona 500 buddy <laughs> yeah. you pumped up ready to go or what yeah yeah I am it's crazy how fast it always comes I think I don't know how you feel but like yeah. it doesn't feel that long ago that we were just taking the checker flag in Phoenix and it's like oh now we got the clash and then <laughs> Daytona so yeah, I'm pumped up. I'm ready. I don't uh, love super speedway racing, but I, I do say. love the 500. I love going there and like the atmosphere of that event and uh, and it's the biggest race. So you want to win that one. So and everybody's got a shot too. So I I hope we can go there and and have a good run and and avoid any wrecks and and have some clean at the end. I mean, the first time you were there was bigger than <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Tell tell us about that a little bit. 2013 you ended up in the fence. Parts in the crowd. Yeah. Half the car, your feet were touching the ground, right? When it came to rest. My throttle pedal's gone somewhere. <laughs> so, it out? Yeah. Holy yeah, I have the car shit. in my shop. Yeah, so anyways, that, that wreck, yeah, it was wild. It was, um, I mean, you're coming down the end and everybody's just pushing and nobody's lifting. Like, you don't no. lift, especially with how well those bumpers lined up. But, so yeah, I can't remember who, Regan Smith or somebody got turned sideways and you're just trying to like zigzag through and I got clipped and hit by brian scott maybe and it like shot me in the air and um it just gets quiet what it feel like it didn't feel like anything like i think because the fence absorbed a lot of the impact like i didn't know it was a big wreck like i knew it was in the air but then nothing hurt and i came down and i popped like i seen f like a little bit of flames come in so like when i finally came to a stop i got out quick and i just like i'm looking at the score we're like man where did i finish i know i was running like eighth when this <laughs> when this started I make a bonus or not and uh <laughs> And I seen I was 13th, so I was like pissed. I had no idea that the I had not even looked at the my car, you know, like I didn't realize the front half was gone. I get in the ambulance, or maybe I did. I think I maybe just before I got in the ambulance, I saw the front half was gone. Didn't have a clue that my engine and all that was in the stands. But then I got in the ambulance, and uh, we were driving down pit road to go to the uh, infield care center. I remember glancing out the window, and like there was a section of the stands empty, and I, that's when I was like, oh, shit. like this is serious like yeah. you're thinking the worst then like you know people are seriously injured which you know a lot a lot were but thankfully nobody lost their lives but yeah no that was uh that was crazy but 
it didn't it didn't hurt at all and I have the car now. Too, we were pitted sweet. directly across from you. Wh- whatever car I was on, I forget even who I was changing tires for. But I remember because I knew you, and I remember that wreck, and I was like, yeah. "Holy!" That was my <laughs> first. <laughs> it was my first NASCAR. Like, <laughs> welcome to the race. show. Yeah. And then you got out. Like your your demeanor is always the same. Like you like you don't really show excitement or frustration. Yeah. You got out, and you're like, oh, okay. "Yeah." And I remember you just walking away. Yeah, but, I didn't realize like how big of a deal it was. But like. Big wreck. But you've had some big wrecks. Dude, that yeah, one in New I Zealand think too, I think maybe out, if I wasn't a dirt racer, like that would have been like, holy smokes, that's the biggest wreck I've ever had. But like it wasn't the, – the visuals of it was by far the biggest wreck, but like it wasn't pain-wise the, the What's biggest. What's the biggest so, one you ever had? Uh, probably that one at Eldora, 2012. So we ran the Canaan race at, at Loudoun, and then I helicoptered to the airport, flew to Eldora for the four crown, won the midget race, and then in the sprint car race – caught a hole into one and like hit the fence a little bit it was just gonna be an easy tip over well it like tipped over and then i got hit square in the the cage oh and then it started flipping again and um that one hurt i i nosed in really hard once and like got big whiplash and i was supposed to run the silver crown race after that for tony just trying to get my together and and uh in the lounge and uh got changed i like glanced and they had you know mirrors like you know, he's got a nice trailer my neck's like, <laughs> <I'm> like uh, <laughs> uh, i don't need to be racing <laughs> so did, did, who, who ran it or just, just i think they just parked the car after that the but, one in uh, new zealand you had black eyes yeah that one that one is up there too yeah that one that one hurt a little bit but like i've never flipped like that fast um so like i remember like flipping and like you know, the g-force is like my hands are like trying to come up <laughs> and then i hit and um i didn't realize like my eyes were messed up then but i i was like holy shit, that hurt and uh, you were in so a I, blender like, in that way. yeah so i like pop out of the car and i'm like whoa <laughs> busy <laughs> it's just like you know just like but like the uh i don't know like little gnats like flying around so then i get out i get out and i'm standing there and i'm like uh like now my vision's like going black so I told the the safety workers I was like, uh, I'm I'm blacking out. So uh, I laid down, and then I went completely blind. Um, really? Yeah. So then they, I remember, you know, it's black, like I can't see anything. So then I'm like walking. They're it's they're cold trickle. Me, trickle. They're helping me Hot walk damn. to the uh, to the ute or whatever the like four by four to take me to the care center they had there, and I obviously i couldn't see but i could like tell the whose voice was talking to me and it was like the photographer it was, it was a photographer and he's like hey mate put these sunglasses on your eyes are swelling up <laughs> so my, i can't see anything they're not gonna help yeah so no i put them put them on and yeah. uh they took me into the care center we're like the, were they the kind you buy for like 1999 with like, I, I have no idea i don't remember like i couldn't see them so probably pit vipers they had me laying they had me laying in the um their care center there and it took like 10 minutes and then i could start to see like the outlines of Whoa, people dude, that's scary yeah i wasn't ever for whatever reason i wasn't like scared i was like oh I'll just come back whatever but oh. um no i remember like my body must have been in shock because i was like sweating like bad yeah. the doctor guy was like oh like you're sweating i was like, that is that normal in the, the, I remember the safety crew like, yeah, mate, it's normal. It's it's hot in those suits. I was like, no, this is not normal. I'm no, I don't sweat this bad. So, no, I had to go spend the night in the hospital, and um, everything checked out fine. Uh, no concussion, nothing. Just my, I blew some blood vessels, and um, yeah, my eye was swelled shut, and some bruising on my face and all that. But I, I had to. It's like strict there. Like they're they're called the Speedway New Zealand. Um, so like they weren't going to let me race. 
they weren't going to let me, they said, I, they, they, they were trying to tell me that I wasn't going to be allowed to drive a car for six months. So like I'm in this what? other country and I'm like, like they're going to tell NASCAR this, like I'm not going to be able to race when I get home and all that. But thankfully I had, there was like an FIA doctor there. So I had to go get cleared from him. And then I ended up racing you know, the rest of the trip, didn't, which was good. Didn't Tony get himself in a bit of trouble? Uh, different too? deal. He, yeah, yeah, he punched, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally he punched the, the water different. truck guy or something <laughs> That's the like first that. week I started at Stuart Haas yeah. working for him. They were like, yeah, Tony's in jail in Australia. Yeah, yeah, he punched the guy. No, I didn't punch him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Felt like he got punched no. probably. It was nice though, that the hospital and all that. Like you go here and like, got to have your insurance card and all this. And I remember like, getting like oh i couldn't see and and all my stuff was on the track so caitlin's dad was me i'm like hey you gotta get my wallet you gotta get my insurance card all that and it's like no you don't need insurance here like everything's covered so <laughs> oh, good, oh, this man. is great Ever, that's like the old school like davy allison ricky rudd like yeah they wreck on saturday and then tape their eyeballs open on sunday yeah. and go run it was cool i i won i had to miss a week of racing but i won my first race back which was pretty that was that was a, a <laughs> that was a special win for sure just because yeah, I mean, a week before, yeah. I didn't know if I'd be able to drive a car for six months. Because so. you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger from The <laughs> yeah. Terminator, too. I know, I wore, because I, I didn't want people knowing, because, like, Lee Spencer, I think, was even there that trip, and it's like, I wore sunglasses all night, <laughs> like, sun's, you know, sun's, like, it's nighttime, and I'm, like, watching races with my sunglasses on, <laughs> I look like an idiot. <laughs> but, no, it's cool. That's good stuff. And I look tough, I think, or I look like a, you look, I look like, like, that, like I got beat up. You but. look like that, that bowler guy that wears shades on the inside just yeah. to look cool. Well, you can wear it. We can just say the track was dusty and you forgot your yeah, safety glasses. That's, right. that's, that's, right. that's all true. good. What, uh, what does the high limit racing series look like for you as far as promoting? Um, so that's, that's been a fun project. It's been a lot, of, a lot of work on a little bit of my part, but more my brother-in-law, Brad Sweet, he's kind of like the head of it. And, um, it's been fun trying to build the schedule because it's only 12 races. So we kind of got to handpick where we want to go and, um, logistically needed it to make sense. You know, we kind of, you follow like the outlaws tour to, to try and not only get cars, our series, but, but bring more to, to help run their stuff as well. And so, you know, running for 23,000 for 10 shows, 50,000 for two of them. Um, it's going to be really cool midweek too. So there's like late model racing. There's a lot of midweek stuff to run high paying, sprint car stuff there's like none so um we'll be a little bit unique in that aspect and and hopefully get a lot of people to show up to the track and i know it'll the the ratings and stuff on flow will be really good but um yeah it's been fun getting in the promotion side of it a little bit and and um trying to to grow the sport in that way and, and bringing more money in so we're bringing in like 1.2 million dollars to to wing sprint car racing this year which is pretty pretty spectacular and, and i know a lot of the teams appreciate it dude you win you're racing short track stuff for a living. You win a fifty thousand dollar, just one. Yeah, right. That's a yeah. that changed your whole year. Yeah, I mean, Brent Marks last year he made like six hundred grand. I mean, da Davenport obviously, even without the million at Eldora, yeah. he, he made a, a million dollars. So um, throw on the million, he was two million bucks. You like, got a shot at a million. Are you running that? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna run the sprint car deal this year. Yeah, I've, I'm forgot about that. So yeah, that's one you want to win for what sure. What is that? Million million at Eldora. Yeah, yeah. Oh. million to win sprint car race. That's what's up. Driving for yeah. Silva? Yeah. That guy's a stud, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, he's he's the smartest for what sure. What weekend is that on the cup side? I'll have to fly back and forth between there and Loudoun, I think. Because okay. it's so they'll do the million like uh, Thursday, and then they have the Kings Royal on Saturday. Okay. But they race like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So um, I'll definitely run the million. I don't know if I'll be able to make it back for 
New Hampshire, or sorry, for Kings Royal. I did <laughs> sorry, it this Cliff. year. Yeah, just starting the tail. No, no, I did it this year. They all went with me, but uh, really? thankfully the weather was coming, so like they rushed the show along, so the race was done before the sun went down. So we got back to New Hampshire like before midnight, where typically when I would go with Tony to watch, like there was one year that my team was pissed at me, but uh, I was racing for Ganassi, and I wasn't even racing. I was just a team owner. So we went to Eldora, as it always does there. It rains, and... I'm hoping Tony's gonna be like, all right, let's just get out of here. Let's go back to New Hampshire. It's like, no, we'll wait it out. <laughs> Dude, the checkered flag in El- in Ohio didn't didn't wave until like four in the morning. On Saturday night? On Saturday or night. Sunday morning? Yeah, Sunday morning. So And that's we didn't, that's an hour was an hour ahead there? Uh or an hour Eastern. Behind, it's oh, Eastern. It is? Okay. But it's like a two and a half hour flight. So we didn't pull into the track in New Hampshire until <laughs> the garage was opening. So like we're pulling the deal lot. All the mechanics are walking down. <laughs> my I like my my team's walking and I pull in my motorhome right in front of them at eight AM. Yeah. Was Chad not a wink of sleep. Uh Shine was yeah, still at the time. So uh, yeah. And then we ran like thirty third. I'm I'm pretty sure we ran like in the thirties that day. Right uh, away. Three it's your fault down. for going oh, out. Yeah, it was my fault. But <laughs> <laughs> they did they forgot to put the caps, I guess, on the wheels. So like the pit stops were stupid slow. We lost a lap putting those on. Oh, so like gosh. it was but it was my fault. Yeah, so. correct. <laughs> um but no, that was bad. That was bad news. I was in trouble for a while for that one. Mm. Well you're a busy man. We all gotta head down south. But before you go, we got three questions. Okay. You've already answered this one because you've been on the show like twelve times. But I'm gonna ask you again. I believe, and I didn't pull a tape, but it was some sort of car at Eldora. So if you had to race one race car and one racetrack the rest of your life, what do you go with? I would probably do a wing sprint car at Knoxville, I would say. Just because it's like consistently good surface and and that's where the – I would say if you could run like a wing sprint car at the Knoxville Nationals, um, the, the biggest race, I think that's what I would I would pick. I love Knoxville. Knoxville is probably my favorite track. Yeah. Eldora is in top five for sure for wing sprint car. But, What's your top five? Uh, Knoxville, Tulare, Lawrenceburg, Eldora. I'm trying to think of, of one else. Um, I don't know. Uh, gosh. What was your first one? My first what? Sprint car race. Uh, Placerville, <laughs> Placerville. I uh, so Civil War series. There's like 60 cars. I'm smaller than I am now. First ever race in a wing sprint car. How old? Uh, 14. So you know Holly Shelton, who's engaged yeah. now to Eric Jones. Her dad was my crew chief, and he always had the reputation of being this like tough guy. And so he was my crew chief. I'd only practiced. We tested the car once before, and and we were good went to this race and I like could not steer all night. I'm like, I'm either, I didn't know, but I'm like, I'm tight. I can't turn, can't turn. So we make it out of the C main and in the B main, I'm getting lapped and I wreck like with the leader, destroy the car. Larry is like yelling at me. I'm 14, made me cry. (laughs) And I'm like, my career is done. I don't (laughs) want to race sprint cars ever again. But like then, so then like we get the car, get a car, together and race you know i don't know a few weeks later and i think i finished like fourth but i could steer then so like then i realized i didn't have power steering the whole first night so Mm. yeah i wish i could have that first night back but no it's a it's a good story now like that one so another good one hopefully here what is your most embarrassing moment at a track at a track (laughs) why'd you ask that one 
I don't know. Did you see me? Did you list. see me celebrate after the late model win? Oh goodness! No. The other night? Oh, I tried to show no. you that. Yeah, oh. I felt, oh. So I got two embarrassing moments. I used to just have one, but now I, now I have yes. two. Uh, so we'll, I'll start with the first one. So we were racing Kane in at Dover, and you and I, uh, Brandon, I think, had your issues. But anyways, that day. But anyways, I helicopter no issue we, for the record. <laughs> yeah, I got the trophy. <laughs> well, I didn't realize there was issues until we did that other sit down thing. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyways, I helicoptered from there. I raced, was going to Williams Grove, I think, for like the National Open, maybe um, outlaw race. But misqualifying, first ever night in this guy's car, Tom Book. So, you know, heat race, you get like a little hot lap in. So I like get way, you know, half lap behind the pace car so I can get, you know, a good corner. And um, I go down the backstretch, Williams Grove. And this is back when the crowd, like, I was overhyped, you know, as a dirt racer back then. So like Pennsylvania crowd, they did not like me. And so I go to hit the brakes, get in three. His brakes work so good. It hung a left. I hit the wall oh, the down the backstretch. Like, I hadn't even gotten to the corner yet. <laughs> and, like, clipped the wall and, like, wrecked, <laughs> bent the frame, parked, you know, driver's side facing the Beer Hill gang. And they're just screaming at me, booing, yelling, making fun oh, of me. Yeah. So that was very embarrassing. But then, so then, yeah, a couple weeks ago, I was pumped, won this late model race, like, couldn't wait to go to you know, scales and get back out on the track and like do some donuts and like, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I did see that. And, uh, so get off the scales, come blowing on the track, like get in the gear, like ripping. I'm going to go like, I thought I could do like a fast donut, you know? Well, I, I spin this thing out instantly. I'm like, Oh, I'm back in this thing in the wall. Well, it's like going backwards and it finally like swung around and hit, hit the nose. So the nose is folded up underneath the front. I, they got the tow truck over there getting ready to be to, to tow me to victory lane, I guess. And the Lucas oil official comes by and he's like, uh, you didn't go to droop. Oh, you got to get your droop checked. I'm like, Oh, like I'm not, now I've crashed this thing <laughs> and I'm going to get disqualified because I didn't go to droop, but thankfully they never told me. I didn't, I would have known if they did or yeah. not, but they didn't tell me on the radio to go to droop. The fenders are folded underneath the front tire. So I had to like get in and get, put it in reverse and like hopefully drag it back. Drag it back. <laughs> so then I'm like, yeah. What wrong we say? What wrong we say? He was, uh, he was just concerned that I was concerned. <laughs> like, okay. Embarrassed. Yeah, he's like and, super nice guy. And he's like, man, I thought you were going to cry. And I was like, I wasn't, but if we would have got disqualified, I might have. So, uh, <laughs> Yo, put a nose on those things sucks. You I know. know that's that's a, that is? It's like hours <laughs> of work. So yeah, I felt bad. Yeah. Not and, good. And then last question. Thanks for those two. Those were great. Your first or best racing memory? Uh, my, well, we talked about my first <laughs> racing yeah, memory. My, yeah. my first race I wrecked. But I don't know. I've got a lot of good, like, best memories. Um, so it's hard to pick one. I would say, like, my first World Allah win at Chico, um, first Knoxville Nationals, obviously Cup Championship. But another one that stands out is <clears throat> when I won that late model race at Port Royal. Because I did not expect to go that there. That was a big win. deal. Yeah, like I was hoping to make the show, honestly, every night I raced there and um, won my second night out ever in a, in a dirt late ball. And the crowd, I think, you know, they were like, everybody was excited to see me get my, you know, have my debut. And, and so, like, the crowd was just packed and, like, 
I just felt like everybody was cheering for me that night. So that was that was a really cool one. And and like I said, you didn't I feel like when you accomplish something that you don't expect to accomplish, like that's when it's really cool. Yeah, so. but the chatter before that was, yeah, he's good in sprint cars. Well, why don't you come on over here to late model race <laughs> yeah, and see what yeah, the real no, men do? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> like, and, cool. You know, I honestly, like, I thought the same thing. Like, yeah. man, I'm going to come here and, like, embarrass myself. And, like, it's going to make late model racers look so good. And that was never the case about me ever racing late model. Yeah. was to prove anything. It was just that I wanted to run a new car. Um, so, yeah, it was cool to win that one. That well, was a big deal. Good stuff, buddy. And that's, uh, that's your 2021 Cup Series champion, Kyle Larson. You're always welcome on the show, buddy. Cool. Thank Good you, Good luck down there this week. Thanks. Thank you. We'll see you down there. Hope you all enjoyed that with Kyle Larson. Excited to bang some doors with him this weekend, as long as he gets out of my way. We got some Penny for Your Thoughts question. Janie, what do we have here? Our first question comes from Joshua Sky. He wants to know, I just rewatched the Budweiser roast of Kevin Harvick. We need to bring those back. If you could cast the next roast, who's it on? That's a great question. That's the type of penny for your thoughts questions, ladies and gentlemen, that I need more of. All right. First, you have to determine who the roastee is and the roastee Kyle Busch. Yeah, oh, dude, perfect. <laughs> I mean, great. Great option to just roast. Uh, and I feel like it's an open invitation. If you want to take a couple cracks at Kyle Bush, like show up to the trackside live stage, 8 p.m. Wednesday night, and the roast is going to happen. You might cut it at like 25. Right? So like you get like a professional roaster. What's the guy's name? On Jay, Jay Moore used to do get it. Get Jay Moore out. Like, like get a, some professional roasters, but then get like Denny. Get some guys that know. You know, get like his father-in-law. You know, get some people that know him pretty well, know some, know some dirt on him, and just roast him. And I feel like that would make for some great television. But people are too sensitive anymore. Oh, it'd be good if you could do it to like guys that are retiring. You know, oh, like like man. if they did it to like a, like Tony when he was on his way out, or Jimmy. You know, with Harvick. I wonder, going. like, obviously Kevin signed off and said that was okay. Like, and I think one roast per driver is fine. But yes, that's a great idea. Like. You get celebrated and you get the goats like they gave Jimmy on his last year or whatever. Uh, or Jeff Gordon. Remember Texas gave him like a couple of goats? Ponies. <laughs> Ponies. Like you get all these gifts. And by the way, at Phoenix, we're going to have a big roast for you. Oh, they got a perfect spot at that bar where we did stacking pennies. That's it. The barn. The barn. So Maybe we do this for this Phoenix. Is, who's uh, retiring this year? Who's Harvick? Oh, yeah. Jimmy's probably going to retire again, but then come yeah, back he's again. He's already retired. I, no, I'd, but he can I'd come get nervous. a roast too. I'd be nervous to like. I wouldn't roast Harvick one. I don't really have the credentials. Martin Truex potentially. Ooh, he, I feel like Harvick might punch you though. Truex would be a fun one. Uh, did he punch anybody in this last Budweiser roast? I don't think so. Now he might have punched your ass after. He might have waited until the the red light <laughs> shut off. Uh, great, great idea. I think we should roast Kyle Busch. Let's do it. I think he could take it. I'd roast somebody. I get roasted enough. I have to roast some other people. Our second question comes from longtime listener Cam Mate Seven, yes. and he wants to know how does track time in a truck or Xfinity car help with a cup race in this day and age of race cars? What are you trying to gain knowledge-wise from behind the wheel? I think that you're gaining as much just confidence, and also it's the 
you don't get a whole lot of practice time at Daytona anymore with the way it is structured now. So <clears throat> to get settled in, to kind of get a feel, uh, trucks are going to draft way different than next-gen cars, but you just kind of get a – it's kind of like just more reps, more BP reps um, before before the real game starts. Kind of appetizer, if you will. It's like some buffalo wings before the main course. So that's what it is. That's what truck race is. Some damn good buffalo wings, and I'm going to eat them all. That's what we're going to do. We're going to eat all the chicken wings. Eat the wings. That's it. Every single one. Great question. That's all we have, though, but people should continue to send them in on Twitter because we're running low. We're running low. So hashtag Penny for your thoughts. Keep firing them in, please, folks. And I'll maybe I'll put out a tweet, too, if I'm feeling real spunky this week. Penny Sacker of the Week for all, what was it, Chuck, 101,000 people? We have a bunch of penny stackers coming to Daytona this week, sitting in the Grand Sands, in the fan zone, in the campgrounds, all over the place. So we have a ton of penny stackers. Also, if you see me down there, just yell stacking pennies or something. Say, hey, I'm excited to see you guys back at the racetrack. It's going to be packed down there. It's going to be an electric event. It's going to be an awesome race. So as always, thank you for supporting the show. Make sure you tweet us questions. Make sure you like, download, share, rate, review, all the things, thumbs up. And you better, you better tune in 2.30 Sunday afternoon because it's the great American race, ladies and gentlemen. Be there, be square. That's all I got. I hope you see that guy that told you to get a haircut again. And he's like, hey, he got about me. time you listen. He got me. I broke down. You got me, sir. <laughs> I got a haircut. See you down there in sunny Florida. This is Stacking Pennies. Good night. <laughs>